Hello, I am so grateful you're joining me today. I am your host, Dr. Vanessa Roberts. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and author who helps others reveal and embrace the unpackaged versions of ourselves. Because here, my motto is the packaged version of ourselves is not the authentic version. In this podcast, you will hear courageous stories and conversations that I am sure you can relate to, and you will leave with actionable strategies that will inspire you to embrace your authentic self. Welcome to All Things Authentic. Welcome to another episode of All Things Authentic. I'm so happy and grateful you're joining me today in an important topic I have for you today. And so today we are going to be discussing trauma responses, what these trauma responses can look like, and what they actually might look like in our everyday life. And so... First, if we just define what trauma is, I want to give some specific examples of trauma because often we minimize some trauma that we've been through. Um, We think of trauma as this huge major life event. Um, And if there are smaller events that occur, we minimize that as not being trauma or traumatic for us. But trauma comes in all different forms. And so Of course, we know some of the big ones, any form of abuse, right? physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse. Those are some of the big aspects of trauma we most often think about. But neglect can also be traumatic. Some form of abandonment, bullying, maybe you got bullied when you were younger. That can actually be trauma. Discrimination that goes on within our society. Racism. Maybe you had a parent who had some struggles. Maybe they were an alcoholic. Maybe they had their own mental health issues. Maybe you had an unavailable parent. Those things are still forms of trauma. And maybe there were some major changes in your household growing up. A lot of individuals actually have to leave their homes for certain reasons, fleeing countries for various reasons. All of those things are trauma. And car accidents, that can be traumatic. Losing someone close to us. When we have global unrest, anything major that's going on in society, especially that societal violence, all of those things can be a form of trauma. So just to put out some feelers into what this trauma can look like, there's a lot of different variables that could fall under trauma and also what's traumatic for you. So you no longer need to define trauma based on these huge life-changing major events. Sometimes some of these smaller, subtle events or happenings are also traumatic. So the trauma responses we're going to get into, and I'm sure most of you are familiar with these, but I want to break down each one just a little bit, but most importantly, discuss what this actually looks like in our everyday life. So we have the fight, flight, freeze, and then fawn. And so I'm sure all of us are aware of, you know, the fight or flight response, but freeze is also a part of that and also fawning. 
So let's start with fight. And so fight will look like being very defensive. And think about how this can show up maybe in your relationships, family dynamics, at work, and maybe just your overall baseline, right? You're often pretty defensive. There's this internal anger or maybe tension that lingers for you. And a lot of that defensiveness and the anger and tension, sometimes that comes out in our choice of words. And so think about where there's times where you're upset with someone or maybe in your relationship arguing with someone. There's maybe some triggers that are being hit. And if your trauma response is fight, you are going to start fighting with some of your choice of words. And so being mindful of that and how that can play out. And then also with the fight, I kind of lump in hypervigilance with this one. Hypervigilance is that feeling that you're always on guard, you're waiting and ready for something to occur. Maybe this can be in public when you're out, you're often on guard. I think most of us are on guard for different reasons, but the severity of the hypervigilance, it looks different for everyone. But being on this high alert all the time, that's not the norm, okay? Our body's not desiring to always have to be hypervigilant, especially to a high degree. And so really questioning for yourself what your hypervigilance can look like. To a lesser degree, that's fine, normal. But a lot of people feel it in a higher degree, and really for certain reasons, but that can be a trauma response. And that falls under kind of that fight. So fight might be a trauma response. That's kind of your go-to. The next one, flight. So I mean, it's easy, exactly what it sounds like. You are ready to go. You are leaving the situation. This can be an actual setting. But if you think about even how this shows up in your relationships, maybe there's an argument, a conversation that's difficult, you'll actually leave that conversation also. That is flight. It's a form of avoidance, okay? Instead of confronting what's in front of us, if it's something that is fear-based, something scary for us, or just a difficult conversation or conflict, we are going to avoid that at all costs. Another one within the flight, and this is important for you to reflect on, easily releasing things. And so if you listened to last week's episode that was all about releasing things that are no longer serving you. And so listen to that episode if you have not already, and you'll hear all about how we can do this in a healthy manner. Now, this can also be in a non-healthy way. When we think about easily releasing things, this is work. This could be relationships. Maybe you're the type that likes to physically move a lot, moving locations, moving houses. This is also an act of avoidance. Maybe some difficult things have come up, some difficult people at work, things you don't want to deal with, friendships, things you don't want to deal with, intimate relationships. You're easily releasing these things. Now, there's going to be a difference again, and you'll need to check out last week's episode 
to make sure you're moving in a way that you're releasing things that are no longer serving you. But if when we're in this constant state of flight, we often are wanting to just release anything that brings any uncomfortable feeling for us without any an attempt to confront it or try to work through it. So if you're the type to just easily release things, that's something to be mindful of. And then one final one with flight that I think most of us can probably relate to is busyness. So busyness, I put that under the flight response and under that trauma response because busyness, it allows you to be in flight, but it looks a little better because you're busy. If that's busy with work, all these extra activities, just so much we always have to do. It's normal for most of us to be busy with the day in and day out responsibilities. So that's fine. But starting to ask yourself, is my busyness serving another function for me? Is this actually a trauma response? Is my busyness my version of flight? And for a lot of us, it is. So that's one to really be mindful of. And now the freeze response. And so this is, it's just a complete withdrawal. Now we talked about if there's, say there's an argument you're having with a friend, partner, you're either ready to fight, that defensiveness, choice of words, flight, you're just leaving the situation. But with freeze, what that looks like is you're just withdrawing from the conversation. You still might be there physically, but emotionally you are shut down. Okay? Your body almost goes to this dissociation And a lot of people struggle and feel that they're in dissociation a lot. And that's a trauma response. And that's kind of what this freeze response is. And also with the freeze, so it's this complete lack of action. And I think it's important to emphasize, you know, the lack of action, it's a response, okay? So that's how your body is choosing to respond, even if logically you're wanting to react. Okay, but body's going into survival. Your survival mode might be freeze and that's going to contribute to not being able to act maybe as you would want. And so that's important to point out because I'm sure maybe you can think back to times where maybe something major occurred. Even if you were like mistreated, some type of discrimination that you maybe experienced, some comments someone made to you that were inappropriate, When we're in that moment, sometimes it's difficult for us to act, right? A lot of us are very caught off guard and it's almost this mini form of trauma happening in front of us. Like, wait, what did this person (laughs) just say to me? And when we think back about that situation after the fact, we often have that thought of, why didn't I say this? Why didn't I respond this way? Why didn't I react in this way? After we get out of that situation, we're often able to come up with the things that we wanted to say or the things that we should have said. But during those moments, it can be difficult. And often we find ourselves in that freeze response. We get shut down and we're not able to act. And so instead of being hard on ourselves, which we can be about, why didn't I respond? Why didn't I say this thing back? Hopefully understanding a little more that, you know, I might have been in that freeze 
response. I was taken off guard. Okay. My body shut down because of that. And that's okay. And then the last one is fawn. And so a lot of people are becoming more familiar with this, but really for a long time, fight or flight were the most common trauma responses that were discussed. Okay. Talk about our body's fight or flight response. Then freeze, been a lot more research on how freeze comes in, but also now fawn is one that comes in also. And this is important, and I'm sure one that a lot of you can relate to. When we talk about fawn and this fawning response, this is our people-pleasing tendencies. And we jump into people-pleasing as a trauma response because we're wanting to minimize and avoid any situation, conflict that's about to occur. And for most of us, we feel the easiest way to minimize and avoid this situation is to people please. Okay, well, whatever you want me to do, let's do that. And the difficult thing with this people pleasing is it's coming at the cost of your own needs and your own wants. And so it's safe for you, people pleasing brings about that safety, okay? If I can minimize and de-escalate the situation, I will then feel safe. But it's coming at the cost of your own needs and wants. And so that can be in various different aspects in our lives. Work, family, relationships, friendships, intimate relationships. But a lot of different areas where we find ourselves people-pleasing at the expense of ourself. I think it can be normal. A lot of us maybe get into this people-pleasing tendencies for various reasons. On a very small degree, that can be normal and common. But if you feel like you're in this people-pleasing more times than not, that's when some shifts are probably needed. Because, you know, we talk so much about being your authentic self and living within your authentic life. And I think by now we know people pleasing is completely pulling you away from that. You aren't even tapping into your own desires, your own needs. So it's going to be pretty impossible to tap into your authentic self and that authentic life you want for yourself. And so when you find yourself in these people pleasing tendencies, First, try to identify why. Is this a trauma response for you? Why has this people-pleasing been helpful for you in the past? Because it's been helpful for you for some reason, and that's why we continue to do it. But why has it been helpful? But also now, how has it been impactful and hurtful for you? And because of those reasons, we're going to try to shift from the people-pleasing more into pleasing self, honoring yourself and honoring your needs. And so those are just a quick overview of the trauma responses, okay? Fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Hopefully that gives you just a little bit of insight into what some of these responses look like in our everyday life, okay? Again, when we think about trauma response, it's not just responding to something major that's presently happening for us. Because of some trauma or traumatic experiences that we've had, 
most of us are having some type of trauma response on a day-to-day or at least on a consistent basis. And so really thinking about which one of these is fitting for you, maybe a few of them, and trying to identify the root of it. What is this stemming from? What experiences have I been through that led to this? And how am I going to start to shift some of these things? And so getting into our golden gems, because this will kind of help you with that shifting. So to be able to start to shift, we have to be able to actually start to heal. Okay, We have to start valuing the healing of pain that we have, loss we have, grief, any traumatic experience that has occurred to you. Have you healed from it? And healing can be a journey. There might not be a absolute destination, but have you even started the journey? And remembering that the healing, that's different from just coping with some of these things. And that's another episode. If you look up the episode with healing versus coping, I go all into what the difference is between the two. There's a huge difference and it's important to be aware of that. So starting your healing journey. If you resonate with some of these trauma responses, you really feel that, oh, that's me. Oh, that's how I interact within my relationships. Okay, that probably means there is some healing or maybe more healing that needs to occur. The next one, and I'm sure I've spoken about this a lot in various episodes, and we hear it so often, but it's so important, and so it cannot be underestimated. But finding some space and some time for stillness and maybe some form of meditation, this is going to look different for everyone, okay? Meditation doesn't have to be probably what we envision where you're just sitting on the floor, legs crossed, music playing, whatever your vision is of meditation. It doesn't have to look like that. You having to figure out what is meditative for you. But the most important part with this is the stillness. Our trauma responses, most of them, especially the fight, flight, it's like high energy, right? You have a lot of energy stored up and you're trying to release it in different ways. And once you're able to try to release it, it's helpful for you, especially if it's that busyness, right? You're just moving, moving, and moving. But what most of us need is that space for stillness. Stillness gets really uncomfortable for us, but with stillness comes that clarity that a lot of us need. With stillness comes that reflection that we need. And so trying to make some time for stillness, undistracted stillness. And we don't need a lot of time for this. Most of us think, I don't have time (laughs) to meditate or to be still. We do, because can you just take five minutes out of your day? Can you take two minutes? Okay, some of these meditations you can find are very quick. So can you start small and then work your way up? But if we are uncomfortable with stillness, it's a huge indicator that there's some trauma responses going on for you. 
And there's some healing and stillness that's needed in your life. So embracing that stillness in that quiet time. And then the last golden gem, this involves boundaries. So one, the boundaries with others is always important, especially if you find yourself easily fitting into that fawn response, that people pleasing. In order to try to avoid that, we need to be able to know what boundaries do I need for others and sticking to those boundaries, not feeling guilt around it, not feeling shame come up around it, truly sticking to your boundaries that are going to be helpful for yourself, but also helpful for your relationships too. And then also with the boundaries, being able to establish what boundaries do you want with self? After learning about some of these trauma responses, identifying which ones may resonate with you, you may have to start setting some boundaries with self. Understanding where some of these struggles are, what shifts and changes need to be made, and almost setting the boundary with self of things that you want to try to no longer engage in. It's not going to be easy, but really making that commitment to self. These are the areas and shifts that I need to make. Not that you want to make, but that you need to make. Again, our goal is to get to this more authentic version of self. And any of these avenues that we've explored today with these trauma responses, any of those that still come up for you, it's going to be difficult for you to get to that authentic version of self. And so we have to start setting some boundaries with self that will allow us to completely transform the way we respond, completely transform the way we interact with self in the ways that we are interacting within our relationships. We're moving in a more intentional way. And what boundaries can you set with yourself that is going to reinforce that intentionality? A lot for you to think about, a lot to reflect on. And I hope some of that is helpful just so you can really understand potential trauma responses that you may be struggling with and maybe without even realizing it. Find that time for yourself. Find that quiet time and find that stillness that you need and that you're deserving of. If you have any further questions about any of this, do not hesitate to reach out. There's also a previous episode that specifically is around trauma and its impact on authenticity. Such an amazing episode, such an amazing guest I had for that episode. And so that can give you even more detailed information just around trauma's impact. But I hope this at least provided just some education around these specific responses. So continue to be on your healing journey. Have that grace and compassion with yourself and continue to inspire yourself as you're also inspiring those around you. Stay connected, reach out if you need. And like always, I look forward to chatting with you all again soon. 
Thanks so much for sharing your valuable time with me today. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And if so, make sure you subscribe to All Things Authentic and feel free to rate this podcast and leave a review. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family so we can help inspire others. You can visit my website, drvernessaroberts.com to find information about my services or my books. And you can always keep up with me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Vanessa Roberts. If there is a topic you would like to hear about, send me a message and let me know. This is All Things Authentic. And remember, the best version of yourself is not the packaged version. Stay intentional, know you are worthy, and always embrace your authenticity.